<laughs> Literally, this is uh, well. This is the first non-recording recording that I've participated in. I managed this is the to second one I've been in. Yeah, yeah been in. That's what's true. the common denominator? Uh, I think it is uh, one of our associates here. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so, record by the way. We have so, to start all over. We have to start all over. At least Mark. Wait, so let's wait, wait, take two. We we yet again, this has been a this is what our fiftieth podcast. This is a podcast about failure and we failed. We got in this fancy recording studio room and none of the goddamn cables worked. And then they and you needed just, a you just blew our family, right? Yeah. No, no, I guess goddamn is in like one of the other words that you've used, but uh, so I guess this is the end of the season too, yeah, right? Is, Even though you don't want me to panelize. You're realizing. But uh, yeah, because you're panelizing. Uh, so, so start, start, start over. Let's again. Start over. Hold okay, on. Okay, wait a second. Why are we here, and what are we doing? So yeah, where? So number one, we're in a recording studio. So it sounds funny. Our microphones didn't work, right? Yeah. So no, Ethan. Most well, people out here don't even know what you know how escrows and titles. Wait a minute, you're jumping. So you're jumping into a bill. You're now literally. We have to start over. <laughs> and I don't want to panelize, Nick, but you're talking to people who have no idea what we're talking about. So let's start all over. Hi, this is Failure, to Pod- Failure the Podcast, episode Mark, what, 50? I think it's number 50. 50. Mick, introduce yourself. I'm uh, Mick Williamson. I'm the uh, founder and president of Boston Harbor Angels, the, uh, a local oops. angel group. The other guy, this guy. Uh, it's Mark Thurman, and I... Uh, am an advisor and consultant for uh, J.D. Power, a global data analytics and market intelligence firm. And I'm Dave Pausner, a patent and IP lawyer up here in Boston. What are analytics anyway, Dave? What, I, I, Mark says it every time. Well, it's it's, no it's, it's, it's the tagline. You have to say it. Hey, we have, we have a guest. And by the way, our microphones are awful today. <laughs> our recording studio is full of wireless sounds, but we have a guest, and it is Ethan Pausner, my brother. So <laughs> let's go back to the now, beginning. Do you mean my brother like the way people say that on the street? Like, like, hey, hello, my, my brother. Yeah. What's up, my brother? Or do you actually mean that there's a familial relationship? I think there's here? a relationship here. So I, I think Ethan, by the way, just left the room. Did you leave the room, Ethan? Yeah. We heard you were no, our one. I've been wondering whether I've been wondering whether Mark is related to that machine that makes the science fiction space age effects, like also the theremin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh the no, theremin. The, yeah, the theremin, which was uh, popularized by uh, the Moog synthesizer company in the '70s. Um, you know, is, is an interesting device, and it, it's, they and, still uh, produce them. So Mark was the Beach Boys, "Good Vibration." That's right, was a big hit that got that in it. And Star so Trek, just, Star uh, Trek. No relation, though. I have no relation. Yeah. It's that's that's not how it's spelled for, uh, at my end. So, but that was in Star Trek too, wasn't it? Uh, it? It's been used in many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The early Star Trek. So, who are you, Ethan? <laughs> So I'm Ethan Pausner, Vice President of Technology and Market Development with the Fidelity National Financial. So Fidelity National Financial, for those of you who are going to ask, has no relationship with Fidelity Investment. You're anticipating our questions. Why is that? Is, it, is there a chance we've already tried to record this once? It failed. Uh, so we were going to tell you that Nick knows all about the real estate business. And he was now having said that, oh, we were going to ask you, before we let Mick get back to the question he wanted to ask, the first time we didn't record. Tell us more about your background so then Nick can ask whatever question he was going to ask. Starting with the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your work so, with them. So, yeah, so tell us who you are. All right. So I uh, was a real estate attorney for about a dozen years and decided that I was more interested in the business of business instead of drafting easements and condominium documents and stumbled into the title insurance industry uh, and have basically been here ever since with a couple of breaks. Uh, One for, I was an industrial leasing agent for about six months. And in the other break, I went back to practicing law for a couple of years with a uh, sharing office with a corporate securities attorney. And uh, been with Fidelity itself for 20 years. So what does Fidelity do and what do you do? So what Fidelity does is it underwrites title insurance policies across the country and in some foreign countries. And I work in the wholesale, what I call the wholesale division, which means I work I work in the part of the company that underwrites policies for independently owned 
title agencies. So can we interrupt? Oh, go ahead. We're going to interrupt quickly. Um, and I'm going to, this is a quiz for Mick. Yes. Because he knows all about real estate. I've failed many quizzes in my life. Okay. But you've bought and sold buildings. Yes. <clears throat> okay. And other real estate. I've like also trees. been an industrial leasing guy, too. Yeah. So what is. I've not been an attorney recently. What, what is this title stuff? And we don't use it here in Massachusetts. I mean, there's title, but there's title insurance. What is it for the. Our one listener is actually in Michigan anyway, so he knows. But just in case somebody else listens, well, what is this? We don't understand that you here, you trust attorneys to do a title search for you. And Trusting in other places, they, they don't, attorneys don't do that stuff. The title company does that. And then they issue a title policy. And typically, it's the money all passes through an escrow, which is the uh, title company acts as the escrow, which is an independent party. Why is it different? Why is it different here than? Well, I, I can't explain why it's different here, but it's in New York. And here, the, I, they both uh, use attorneys. Isn't that right, Ethan? Isn't that true? Well, there, the, uh, it, the, the, the main difference, the main easiest way to explain the difference between what we would call in our business call an attorney state versus a title agency or agency state is that the attorney states have structured their legal, the, the state bars have made it through the legislature that attorneys must be involved in closing real estate transactions because that's the practice of law. And once you, once the state law says closing a real estate deal is the practice of law, you now have a state where the attorneys are more intimately involved in the title insurance process than in the rest of the country. We won't ask how that happened, but. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> um, if you're an attorney. So wait yeah. a minute, so you're, exactly. oh. What's the title? Oh, you're penalizing. No, I'm asking. I actually don't know. What's the title? What's the title? Just vice a, President, Senior Vice President. Uh, isn't it the title yeah. just a Certificate of Ownership, Ethan? No. The, 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 in, a, in an automobile, no. type in, here's how I like to say, here's how I explain it when I'm giving presentations to civic organizations. And dopes like me. Um, <laughs> in personal property, like a car, take your car. Your car, uh, evidence of ownership of your car is a single piece of paper. Generally, it's called the title on that sheet of paper is space to indicate who the less so the leasing company is or the uh, lender is. We've got your car loan, and that's about all there is to it. Right, it's a piece of paper. It's filed with the Secretary of State usually, and that tells you who owns a car. One piece of paper. Right. In in real estate. The train. So back up. Back with when, when you sell your car, you usually have to take the title and sign it on the back. Uh, pay uh, you know pay the buyer. Buyer pays the seller. You pay your taxes or to the secretary of state, and then the secretary of state issues a brand new certificate of title to with current owner. information on it. Right. Okay. Okay. Real estate's not done that easily or simply. And the title to real estate is is done or uh, transferred by generally by deeds, but there are uh, other documents. And the deeds are recorded with the register of deeds at each county. And each county's got different rules. And each state's got different types of ownership in real estate. And it starts getting very complicated as to what you're actually buying. Um, so it's the long. I just leave it at that. So okay. let me. Okay, there's a long and short of that. When you're buying and selling cars, that the title is that piece of paper that we call the title is actually the certificate of ownership. And so possession of the title is nine tenths of the law. Whereas in real estate, and I know nothing about this. In real estate. Uh, ownership is reflected in, you hope, only one, but ten, potentially, though, more uh, county offices. So there's no piece of paper that signifies ownership, but instead it's what the uh, what the various uh, recording folks, uh, the deed uh, offices. Well, I would say it this way. When the car, there's only three types of ownership. There's possession, like if a criminal takes your car, they have possession. It's a very weak form of ownership. But possession backed up by a certificate of title. So 
you are either the you're the owner the owner encumbered by a lease because you're leasing the car or you're an owner encumbered by your car loan or you're a thief with just physical possession or you're an but, owner who also happens to have a title a piece of paper that says you're the owner right right that that's yeah if, if you have possession of the car plus you have the certificate of title in your name you can sell the car you know provided you satisfy any existing loan or lease and do you record that title that well, i forgot when you buy a car do you record title anywhere i know when the i secretary just secretary of state yeah when i traded my car you sign it and they take it and okay and then you have to make sure you get the taxes the city taxes paid on it okay. i just went through this but there's no in real estate there's no um there's no equivalent thing to this piece of paper correct ethan and maybe? well no the, the, that's not the that's no that's not the, the problem is that in with a car you can only divide the interest in ownership in a car can only be divided in three ways the if it's a lease the lease hold the lease lessor yep. the owner you know the normal citizen owner who's not a leasing company and the bank that's financing it so there's only one of three combinations going on with a car either i own it free and clear i own it subject to a auto loan or i'm leasing it so <coughs> there's only one piece of paper needed that can reflect all of that that would be the certificate of title so why isn't real estate the same way because there's other encumbrances potentially yeah. but couldn't you just list them on a piece of paper the same that's way? what they are that's what a title does it, title search lists the different encumbrances on the property and the history like of the title transfers and, yeah. Is that correct, Ethan? I'm not an attorney. Well, He's an expert. You're, yeah, you're, 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 uh, it's kind of you're mashing up several concepts. Make no, it's too much worse. I've done, yeah, I've done that before. Mick participated in that hash bash way too many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no so idea what that, in, that is. <laughs> so, so real he forgot. <laughs> real estate interest. Real estate interest can be divided in, I would say, the three or four dimensions. You want to be, you know, simple about it. They can be divided into four dimensions, which in the fourth dimension is time. Ooh. So you can divide. This is the twilight zone. In the, <laughs> the twilight zone. <laughs> so in, in the three dimensions are not length, width, and height. Three dimensions are uh, what I would say is surface, subsurface, and above surface. Wow. So you can divide your interest in real estate into those three three things then in any in those three surface subsurface or above surface you can further divide it by time meaning future present you know present or future interests and in addition to that you can divide it into another dimension which would be uh, the quality or quantity of the rights you hold in that physical dimension in that time period so the, so you may have the right for example to occupy the surface exclusively or you may have the right a, a less a lesser right just the right to cross over it as you walk to the state park so mark is shaking his lake. mark is shaking his head up and up uh, up and down indicating that even he understands that and we can extend that so the question is why can't you on a single piece of paper or like a title for your car record all those things it wasn't really shaking my head it was more of a seizure Oh. <laughs> why can't why can't that all be recorded? Or is the point that all those rights um, are recorded at local uh, uh, what do you call it? the local uh, not secretary of state recorder's local, office? Yeah, recorder's office. So you have to search all the recorder's offices in the nearby area to figure out who owns what. Uh, well, generally, okay. the, there, there's going to be one one recorder's office, one office to record documents relating to a single piece of property. And I assume that so that, not, that office is nearby where the property is, so you don't record in right. California for a Michigan property. Well, correct. So the, the reason you can't use one document, the reason... Oh, go ahead, Mark. That I was mean, Mick. Mick. Oh no! I would just I was, I was saying that it you know it, it's very complicated because as you mentioned the three tiers that could be involved above the ground on the ground and below the ground and then there can be leasehold interests on top of that 
there can be uh, survivor interests. Are these always cons- record? All this stuff is it always recorded in the local recorder's office? If you, no? it's public notice. If you don't get public notice, somebody else can record something on your property. And uh, sometimes when the recording is, the timing of the recording is what uh, determines the, uh, the So the I position. understand, but for a simpleton like me. Like me. Yeah, but for a simpleton like me, it sounds like what we're saying is, whereas with a car, it's largely this one piece of paper recorded with a secretary of state. It sounds like for a piece of property, property tends not to move, you know, except when there are earthquakes. But for a single piece of property, there's a local recorder's office. And shouldn't a title search mean just sending somebody down, like, say, Mark, um, down and saying, go, Mark, and rifle through and see who has interests in, you know, 10 Agawam Lane? Isn't it that simple? or is Because there, there must be some reason it's not. <laughs> you're, you're, go ahead, Nick. No, no, I'm going to say I defer to you. That was a, okay. a kind of a long-winded question. That so your, he's your first those. question was, why is it not on one document? The answer is that the reason it's not on one single piece of paper is that the, uh, the passage of time allows the accumulation and recordation of a series of events relating to the real estate. Uh, for example, when mom and dad bought Ludington in 1968, yeah and then sold it in 2003, and then the people who bought it uh, from them resold it, you have a, in essence, of four, five, six, ten 10 documents recorded over time, and you're not gonna go back and, sh- and how are you gonna get them onto one, fit them onto one piece of paper? Okay, so let's say it's so not can. a single, let's yeah. say it's not a single piece of paper. Let's just say that we all okay. agree that every piece of paper, let's say we make a rule, if ever, if you own an interest in or acquire an interest of any sort in a piece of property in mm-hmm. Ludington, Michigan, on yeah. Lakeshore Drive, you have to record it at the county seat's right. recorder's office. Right. So, and we all know I that- I think it's a state, typically, the state recorder's office. Okay, so- It's not just it's a not county. county. But why can't we all agree it's down there? So all you have to do is find the right file cabinet and rifle through it. Okay. Well, that's that's part of the process. So you. So what the title insurance is? Here's what title insurance is. Title insurance provides a guarantee that the the condition or bundle of rights that you are buying in a piece of property as of a certain time are as represented in the title commitment. So the title searcher does do that, rifles through documents, comes up with what we call the commitment form, which, which is then, or if you're, if you're uh, uh, trained, uh, an accurate summary, uh, a plain English, if you will, summary of what rights you are acquiring in the property and the pop and if you, the buyer or tenant, or the person purchasing the policy, the policy satisfies all the requirements that the commitment spells out, you are then therefore become the owner or whatever in the in the property, and there's a guarantee that we the condition of the property is as promised. Okay, so the, the legal condition. So to understand that, so in a, so it sounds like when you, when if Mick were to go buy a piece of property, say a, a one Broadway in Cambridge, Massachusetts, a whole building we're, we're recording from right now, if Mick were to buy this building, he would in Massachusetts go to his lawyer and say, I want to buy the whole property above ground or whatever rights I need below ground to get the property's usage. And the lawyer would uh, look at or acquire all the necessary records and say, Mick, it looks like you can get that done. We'll get the deal done and all the conditions, blah, blah, blah. And if something went wrong later, it turns out after Mick bought it, somebody said, hey, wait a minute, I I have a, a, a right to put a driveway right through the middle of a building, mm-hmm. then Mick would sue the lawyer. Right. and but the, but the lawyers would be involved, and you're saying it's in other states where there aren't lawyers involved, essentially the same process is done by non-lawyers, and they're backed by insurance. So if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. there's insurance. No, well, let me simplify it. The, the, the process is essentially the same everywhere. The difference between the attorney states and the non-attorney states is who is performing the specific function you are talking about. Yeah, who is performing the closing? Who is performing the search? 
the generally, in general, title searches are not required to be done by lawyers, attorneys, even if, though, the specific state requires an attorney to render an opinion, the insurability opinion, on which we would call in our in a non-attorney state underwriting, <laughs> underwriting the pol the uh, facts of the of the parcel. You know there. So you can Ethan's probably given there's seminars in this. You can spend three days or three hours or six hours trying to look at all the nuances. I think here we want to talk about failure. Well, yeah. So, so I was going to say how many how yeah, many, yeah. How many yeah. title failures have there been in your experience? There there are few in my experience. Very few or a lot. Well, there are very few total title failures. Right. Very few. So, so you're uh, lucky you got on this broadcast what? because we want to know about the total. Yeah, but failures. what's a, what? How, how do you define what a, is a, a failure? Yeah, what, what do you mean by a title failure? Okay, here's a total title failure. Looks like a word failure. I buy a piece of property from Mark. I pay him the money. I get the title insurance. Everything's good. Somewhere in the somewhere, someone made a mistake in the title searching process, and it turns out that in 1978. A there was a document recorded. Actually, in 1978, there was a, a, the current buyer. The buyer then granted the then current owner. Let's put it that way. Granted an interest to his or her minor child, and then that that interest to the minor child was missed. And ten years later, that adult sold the property and no one accounted for the interest of the minor child. The minor child then discovers that now that they're 21 or whatever, they uh, or they're, they're, now that Mark's trying to move in, they're saying, whoa, you can't move in, I own the property. And then there's uh, basically new claim is filed and I won't go through the rest of it, but that would be a significant, could be, something that would render the title totally void, subsequent to that child, title void, void to the new buyer, and that's a total title failure. So, uh, here's, new buyer's got first of all, Mark complaint. never owned the property when he sold it, and so that's what Mark would do. Yeah. yeah. And that would be a title failure if they didn't pick up the fact that Mark didn't own the property. So, yeah. I mean, how much of this stuff is, is digitized, or is it all literally going through a... Uh, musty file cabinets in, in well, the back of a county office. In the back of Mark's Tesla. Yeah, there's no must, <laughs> nothing musty there. You know, here's a, you know what? Let me give you an, let me give you a very current. This happens frequently. Uh, more frequently than we like. A current fraudulent scheme running through the country in certain areas is a scam artist will do a title search find a house that, let's say the Ziegler's, right? Ziegler's have been in their house for 45, 50 years. Good Michigan name. They're in their 80s. They're in their 80s, and they don't owe any money on it. They paid off their mortgage years and years ago. They're elderly. They're not paying attention to the real estate records, of course. So this fraudster forges a deed purportedly from the Ziegler's to the fraudster. It gets it recorded, right? Now the fraudster calls a realtor and says, I want to sell my house, et cetera, et cetera, or just directly sells it to a, a house flipper or an investor. Like Mark. And that, Yeah. And Okay. You see, that that's an example of where a total title failure would happen. So Mick wants Good. to know, how often so does that happen? Oh, so yeah. Go ahead. What, what's going to come of the poor Ziggler's? Oh, the Ziegler's. Well, they have they're a sweet couple. The Ziegler's own maple farms up in up north, and they'll go move up there and, and drink the maple farm stuff. So, so, so they're screwed. Really, how, how, so where this comes up is that someone knocks on the Ziegler's door one day and says, "Hey, I bought this house. What are you doing in it?" Okay. What are you doing here? And then Mr. Ziegler has a heart attack. <laughs> right. Okay. So going back, so Mick wants to know how often these these wait, wait, wardrobe fit. Oh, totally avoided my question. Oh yeah. How much of this stuff is digitized, and if it's not, why not? And why isn't it on blockchain? Okay. So, oh. <laughs> okay, blockchain. Okay. Ignore the blockchain <laughs> thing. Move on from blockchain. This, this, 
I can give we'll, a crap. We'll say, go that. to blockchain in a minute, but how Please much don't. of this stuff is digitized? <laughs> it it's on a county by county basis. Uh, there are, and then, so there are many counties, uh, I'll say the majority of the counties have uh, documents digitized. In fact, you might even say that all counties have stuff digitized. The question is how far back, uh, meaning how, how many years worth of stuff is digitized? Because if you want to get really broad, and we're not going to fly spec my facts here, in general, 40, 40 to 50 years worth of digitized title records would make it easier to do this process online. Why can't it go and back to the dinosaur age? It's the, you because then you get into local politics about who's going to the county's going to pay for, which department's going to pay for it, where's the money coming from, who's got the technology to take these gigantic handwritten, you know, the, the tracked indexes or, or the grant or grantee indexes. You know the big books, yeah, like from uh, Dickens' time. Yeah, <laughs> who's going <laughs> to? Mick, Mick has a few well, of those. I would think that. Google would do that. They've been, you know, digitizing libraries and archives of all sorts of crap. Well, then you start getting into statistics because how many, you, you know that, uh, the, the, I think out of the Pareto rule, 20% of the, 80% of the population lives in 20% of the geography. And yeah. then we start getting, you realize that in any one state, 50% of the population lives in two counties. And so, for example, you'll have counties in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, where Uber, there may be Uber. four, four or five thousand people. Just to make a silly example, why would you? And there's a, you know, hundred, two hundred deals a year. Why would you want to digitize your records from 1837 or 1850 to now? Okay, it's a different rat hole that I won't send you down. I'm sure there's yeah. probably. Ethan, let's, let's talk about something very, very interesting it's happening right now. There are people that the escrows and escrows and title companies have had a lot of problems with people uh, sending money to the wrong people and not getting oh, into yeah. the title company. And how's that happening? And explain that. Why? What are we doing about it? You're familiar with what All I'm right. talking about. Oh, so, yep, yep. I'm giving a presentation next week in Kentucky to some realtors about that. You so small the, words. Uh, the, the escrow, what we would, what'd you say? He said use small words. You oh, just lost oh. our listener to Kentucky. It, it's a pejorative statement about my opinion of people in Kentucky. That's not nice. My it was a joke. is moving to Kentucky right now. What, Kentucky's a, like a red state, isn't it? It's real uh, close to, real close gonna, to Cincinnati. They're, yeah. they're going to stick it to you one Mitch more. McConnell they're going to stick it to you for four more years. Okay, so, so Ethan, explain the problem and what do we do about it and how do we keep it from having dust? All right. The so that the just to give some framework, when people when you're buying real or buying selling real estate, the the title agency or the law firm serves as the neutral third party in charge of making sure that the money trade money exchanges hands at the right time under the right circumstances, meaning that before the money goes from the buyer to the seller, all the requirements of each of the parties as embodied in the buy-sell agreement and as embodied in the title insurance commitment and its requirements and the lender's uh, instructions, all those conditions are met. If they're all met, then the intermediary, which will, the, the title agency or the lawyer will transfer the money exchange the funds. I thought it was like, I'm gripping the money and you're gripping the deed and we both have to let go at the same time. <laughs> go, whoops. Yeah. So, well, so, yeah. so, so that, that intermediary is the one going, one, two, three, go. Oh, so the title company yeah. does that. Oh, the title insurance company does that? Yes. Or the title company, the title, what is it called? What's the, what is the agent, what is the? Okay. Title insurance is different than the title company the who's title. holding an escrow. Okay, the title company does okay. that and the insurers provide the insurance for the title company. Okay, in case right? they goofed it up. Is that right, Ethan? Well, 
That's a that's an oversimplification, but <laughs> to keep it simple, most of these yeah. podcasts have been oversimplifications <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, this was that was as complicated as we got. <laughs> okay. right, right now, well, our, our listeners in the Ukraine are going are in Ukraine are going. What are they talking about? <laughs> okay, so the bottom line is there's an intermediary who does who says the ready set go. You release the title, I release the money, and but Mick is saying that sometimes or you're saying that sometimes. Sometimes a fraudster will show up electronically using well, blockchain. Can describe okay. what happens. Because what the, it's not ready, set, let go. It's not everyone. It, it doesn't. It's not like that. Is, is it rock, scissors, paper? <laughs> How'd you find your Tesla? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> Keep going. So each, each the buyer and the seller and the lender submit their portion of the transaction to the neutral third party, whether it's the title agency, the escrow company, the lawyer, with instructions that says, I'm depositing these and trusting these things with you, and you are not to release them to the other parties until the following conditions are met. Right? Um. Okay? So the exchange isn't instantaneous the exchange happens when all the conditions are met so i if i'm going to be out of town my closing is scheduled on friday but i'm going to be out of town friday i would obviously send the documents my portion of the documents to the third party the, the intermediary whenever i could wednesday tuesday monday and they'll hold them pursuant to the escrow agreement escrow is the closing instructions got it, okay got it. right now Here's where the, where the fraud, where the money problems happen is that the, the, there, the uh, intermediary has what we'll refer to as an escrow account, a bank account that has nothing in it but other people's money. So the, uh, the uh, normal income and expenses of the intermediary are not in ever commingled into this account. This account is nothing but deposits of people who are generally buying real estate. Yeah, it's an escrow account. Yeah, right. Got it. An escrow account. It's not an operating account. Now, it's an escrow account. An ITOA. Okay, yes. IOLTA. IOLTA. Yeah. So the the uh, riskiest part of the entire transaction is when the there's two parts of it. One is when the buyer is transferring money from the buyer's account, personal account, to the escrow company's account. And the other uh, risky part is when the escrow company is sending the money out to the seller's personal account. But the risks are different, but they're both, the, that's where the risk takes place. And those two pieces of the those two time frames. Well, so Mick wants to know what the, could possibly go wrong. I know it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what goes wrong is that the, the buyer re relies on a unknowingly relies on the fraudster's instructions on where to send the money. And the buyer then, thinking they're having a Friday closing and they need to wire the money in, or will wire the money based on the fraudster's instructions instead of on the title company or the escrow agent's instructions. I gotta ask this, because you keep saying fraudster, do you ever watch The Flash? No. Oh, there's the speedster in The Flash, so when you say fraudster, but keep going. Oh, yeah. So the, the struggle there is to educate consumers, home buyers, that you are, well, there's different ways, but the general idea is educate them and provide them with documentation, making it clear early on that the, the, the here, this, is, these, this is the address to which you need to have your money wired. This routing number, this account number, and care of this escrow agent. And if anyone ever calls you between now and the closing date and tells you there's a change, 
something's come up or it doesn't matter what the story is, don't do it. You can't rely on a handshake don't. these days? Wait, but how do how do how do people insert how do how does a fraudster insert themselves? Speedster. A speedster. A speedster and a fraudster. A speedster. A speedy fraudster. They send you an email that says send your funds here. Oh. But how do they know that uh, that I'm buying a building from you? They, um, well, okay, the sophistication level has gone through the roof, okay. but there are... It's gone through the Tesla. Through the te so there are a number of ways, but the one way you can figure out what's going on is you, you follow, uh, you start following realtors' Facebook pages. That's one way. Hmm. And you can see, hey, I just sold a house. The realtor will, hey, just sold a house at, you know, 485 Riverview. And that, again, the real the realtor is speaking, maybe speaking in in layman's terms. Sold meaning I've got a buyer right. signed in a contract and the seller exempted it. Well, then the um, you can also Google all sorts of stuff if you if you know where you're looking, and you can get a pretty good idea who this seller is. And you you can sometimes get a fairly good idea who the buyer is. Again, this is not scientifically done. This is an art form. Perfected by people who do this full time. Mick, do you do day this full in, day time? Out. I'm trying to learn. That's why I'm listening to this podcast. <laughs> so keep going. Mick's going to change businesses. So that's just. I'm, I'm just again. I'm oversimplifying. But no, but it was, so uh, I know who the buyer yeah. is, and or the realtor is. Then I can send a phishing email. Just one example. Send a phishing email or a hundred phishing emails to the realtor or the buyer. And the gist of each one is to get them to click the link or read the instructions and follow the instructions. So is it true that and not all phishing emails say, I have an uncle in Nigeria who's trying to sell some oil? Really? <laughs> Correct. Dear, no, belo no, no, dear he's, beloved. He's, he's inherited a family fortune, and he can't get the money repatriated to the United States. <laughs> okay. And a $2 million fee will be sent. So, Mick, why is your jaw dropping? Aren't you learning something? He's like, wow, I didn't know that happened. Are you talking well, me this no, well no, known? There's, it, 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 I, I'm, I've been out of the real estate business for a long time. Wow. Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I still have property, and I have to collect rent, and that means I'm in the real estate business. But okay, but yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not active in it. And these things are coming. These are new things that are coming up. Brand new. Did things. Did you know this stuff or now? Oh yeah. I mean, I know what I've read and talked and heard about. I mean, it, the title companies have gotten very tough. I just sold a big building in Arizona. Oh, that was the one with a dead body in it? Yeah. and uh, You had a building with a dead body? Well, <laughs> that's a whole podcast. That's a, that's, a, that's a speedster. The body was yeah. actually, uh, it's quite remarkable. It's a, the guy who actually took his own life in oh, a building oh, that I owned, in one of the units in it. And they had to uh, you bring hazmat in oh. and, uh, to clean up the thing. I mean, oh, it's I unbelievable. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. Luckily, the tenant paid for it, and I didn't have to. Uh, but uh, that was the guy on the way out, or the guy on the way in. Anyway, then we, there was it was very confusing getting the money transferred because uh, the 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 buyer was saying I transferred the money. Then the escrow says no, we don't see the money yet. And he says no, well I told Fidelity to send it to so and so and so, not to title company. Well, don't tell them because I took a nice trip to Florida. Yeah. That. So anyway, uh, it took about four or five tries from to wire the money to the escrow because they would not accept it or couldn't do it or couldn't get the right But is ABA that what this number. is all about? Uh, no, that's no this, no, this is, there could have been, they were oh. saying there could have been fraud in this thing. And so uh, I'm assuming that's the reason they had trouble transferring the money. It was like... So the, well, Ethan, the, go ahead, Mark. Well, no, I, the, I mean, again, no, at the risk of sounding like I'm panelizing, oh, yeah, you just, this you industry, I know I can't, it's, it's, can't it's a it. problem. Yeah. Uh, this, sound, this industry sounds like it's ripe for, for, for disruption. No, yeah, uh, you should find an IoT solution. No, no, there's no IoT solution. Oh, but blockchain. You, or definitely not blockchain. But, um, you know, you've been joking about Tesla. So Tesla is now entering the car insurance business. Uh, or, or it seems that they oh, are. I thought they were doing solar panels. Well, no, they do that as well. But so and, and fire ones runs that catch on fire. Well, oh, they just, do. Just the Walmart yeah. ones. Oh, I didn't know that. But um, but you know, so Rocket the question ships. is, why why couldn't somebody else that had expertise in this area completely disrupted by doing something innovative by finding a way to eliminate the fraud? Well, Ethan would be without a job if you did that. I can Don't I can do that. explain. Well, I mean, if you the the answer is there are people trying to disrupt it, but if you actually if you were to sit down in a conference room 
and I had a whiteboard. Oh, just a second. Hold on. Hold and, on. And we have a conference on. room and a whiteboard. Voice down. Sorry. Okay. And the ambulance is coming. Mark's and patting he, himself on the back. If you were to, if you were to take, if you were to have been writing down or writing down everything I've said, or I could actually redictate, re indicate all, every step in the process. We may have to do that because David forgot to turn the recorder oh, on shit. again. I forget. Yeah, we have to start all over. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Plow through it. You've heard these things before. Then you would <laughs> you would look at it closely and say, okay, I would say to you, okay, which which of the 25 pieces of this do you think you can disrupt? Are you going to disrupt the register of deeds? And everyone says, what about blockchain? Blockchain, blockchain. is at least at this point in time, uh, interesting, it, it creates additional problems. So the, the problem is not, let me put it this way, the problem is not that we can't easily record all the documents affecting a piece of property and dis disperse that information. That's relatively easy to do. The problem is what are you going to do with the information? Blockchain isn't going to help you analyze the condition of title, analyze whether or not someone was 18 or underage when they allegedly signed a deed. Uh, blockchain is not going to tell you if the guy has doesn't the guy's uh, the fraudster who has no chain of title. Oh, wait a minute, I have a, I'm I'm jumping ahead, Ethan. We have the answer. It's blockchain yeah. plus artificial intelligence, and now you can market that, and you can get twice as much investment dollars. No, no. Oh, and if we add nanoparticles, so, so nanoparticles, will that help? You know. So what yeah. you're saying, it seems, it's, 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 this is for my edification. Oh no, oh it's no, for, he's personally he's, for me. I'm not penalized. He's penalized. I've been warned he already. I'm, I'm on super he's, double he's, secret. Yeah, uh, he, he threw up on Dern, Dean Wormer's shoes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you're saying basically you've got to stick with this kind of uh, feather quill recording in the big book, a musty big book method, because there's no better way. It makes a part no, of it. no. The, the, that's that's the trivial. The trivial part of the problem is recording the information. The hard part's analyzing the, the, it. The hard part of this analytic. Oh, that makes right. good sense. In other words, you could have blockchain. So what you've done is you've Mark analyzed. has analytic in his tagline. Oh, Mark can do it. I oh, knew no. that's where you were going. I thought Ethan had analytic in his too, though, doesn't he? Aren't you both like analytic gurus? I don't know, but so seventy-five percent of the people on this podcast are from the state of Michigan. I just want that. Oh, that's true. To be known. So wait a minute. So your point, <laughs> Ethan, is even if you digitize it, it's garbage in, garbage out, and digitized garbage is still garbage. So that's where the AI component exactly. comes. Exactly. That's that's, the, that's the, yeah. That's exactly right. So can't we add nanoparticles and fix it? <laughs> Sprinkle some on. Digitized garbage is digitized garbage. That's right. I'm writing that down myself. I'm <laughs> scribble that so, on my cup. That's a good one. <laughs> but, but if you digitize the garbage, then w couldn't Okay, I'm not. I, I mean, David was joking about the blockchain stuff and all the other stuff. But I'm not isn't joking. there some way to kind of make it smoother, faster, easier, you know, cheaper Spe for speedsters? Yes, uh, and, fraudsters, and, 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 and eliminate the fraudsters in some fashion. No, you can't. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm a not suggesting a technical solution. Hold it. You're you're mixing up. You're mixing up too many comment con concepts. Well, it won't be the won't be the yeah. first or the last time. <laughs> fraudsters, yeah, it won't be. Fraudsters are not the main problem that people are trying to disrupt in the title insurance business. Okay. Okay, I, wait a minute. I, I got it. I got it. I think the point was this, which is we went. I'm interrupting. Um, we went down a road of Ethan's job is safe. The title insurance business is safe. Where at least part of it. What we're trying to figure out is how do you transfer money safely, which is not just a title insurance issue, but is an issue well, across the banking industry. That's an aspect industry. of it. I'm just. I've just spent the last 45 minutes or so of my life, minutes that I will never get back. <laughs> Uh, plus the 15 minutes of, of trying to fumble with the goddamn cables. Which, again, I, I, right now, I mean, I'm just not getting this time back. I think, I think and, you're, and, you're fully invested is what I'd say. And, and, and I've, I've, I've heard of an extremely complex ecosystem with a lot of moving pieces. And my question remains to Wait a minute. Me, There's no Internet I, of Things here, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm not worried about Eth Ethan's uh, employment. Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. But isn't there a, not after there this. must be a better way. <laughs> not after this podcast. He's he's already looking for a new job. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't there a better way to do this, to buy and sell Don't worry, something? Nobody at your company listens to this podcast. 
Exactly. So I'm, uh, yeah, my, the opinions here are strictly of the uh, speaker, not of the company. Right. Keep going. Isn't there? Okay. So there must be a better way. A better. Okay. Here, here, there. Well, you arguably. Mick, Mick is not amused. Arguably, here's here's a problem you need to take into consideration, though. Yes. Real estate is not fungible. In this, and I'll give you a kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, let me start off. So if I buy a house in a specific school district on a specific street, because for whatever reason. What is that, Terrytown or something? It, it, it matters greatly to me whether I live there or I can live in a similar looking house in a similarly shaded street, but in the wrong school district. Right. Or, okay. Yeah. So you can't, so what has to be addressed, and let me contrast that with a car. I have a, I just buy a, like a, the 2019 Ford Mustang and it gets into an accident and it's totaled. My insurance company can basically replace it, replace it. it it's no huge yeah. deal. Yeah, they're the fungible. They're more fungible. fungible. More fungible. So, so that the, these quick, quick and easy things we're talking about, and I'll, and I'll give you an example, quick and easy things we're talking about, yeah, they're out there, but most of them don't address that problem of the fungibility. They sequence DNA. I mean, <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there, there's, <laughs> there, there are so many bigger problems that have been solved in some fashion. It just seems like this is crying out for... Yeah, but what do the, let me address I, I understand the, the, the variables are different. But the, the, the this in this case is the, the example that Mick brought up and that Ethan followed him down that rat hole was on the, the mistransfer of or the miswiring of funds. Isn't that an... E, that's, is that one easily solved? Mick, you're in the business. Well, no, I, I, you know, with the perfect information, everything's easily solved. Yeah, show up with a bag of cash. Yeah. So, so I, mean, have a problem. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, transferring money is very risky. I mean, it's, you know, uh, anytime you do it. I mean, you used to be able to take a check to somebody and they'd take the check. And that's they not, don't even do that anymore. Well, you know, they, would that be, is that the answer in the end? And then, you know, they have Certified different check. ABA numbers for different transactions. So the ABA numbers, I've had this happen a couple times where it said, well, no, that's our international number or that's our local number. Or, that's our number for well, going so, in. This number's for going out. They so have, wait, but done a lot but of, as I lot understand, of okay, so as I understand it, there's a, there's an intermediary for these transactions, and Ethan called it either the escrow agent or the title company, yeah. and they will basically take the checks in, take the documents, and they in, sort through the stuff, and they sort through the stuff, and they wait. I assume 24 days or do they wait, Ethan, or is it instantaneous? No, no, no. I mean, you, you can't. No, no, no. You can't close an escrow with a cashier's check, even. Oh, you know, you have to. The the, the, the funds here. have to be cleared oh. and in the bank account. And like mm -hmm. Ethan was saying, you know, all the criteria have to be met. Oh, but but that, or else they're not going to let go of the is, deed, if, not if let the, go of the money. If the money was transferred, right? In the end, if the money's transferred to the wrong escrow agent, the one who's got the Nigerian uncle or whatever it is, that's the problem. I see. Okay, so I still think there's got to be a better way. I don't know. It just sounds like it's okay, extremely but that's complex. I can do, but I can say that about any. You can look at any. Thing, any economic system, any 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 market, any piece of any market. Say, there's got to be a better way. Well, there is. That's why there's we all have a... jobs because we all solve yeah. problems. Well, uh, yeah, I think right. that's that's in fact a, a true statement, but. Um, I think again, this know, is the fundamental nature of failure. Well, we, yeah, we so actually I, come upon the this is the corollary so, to so, failure. So again, okay, I think you might fail to come up with a solution. No, to this no problem. but you look I at know, Tesla. Tesla, shitting us. Tesla said Tesla. It's, it's too goddamn hard that to buy a car. Sent, that guy sent a car to Mars. What good was that? It's, it's actually still um, circling. Uh, circling. So he, so he said there's got to be a better way. The dealer system is 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 inefficient. Let's get rid of them and let's make it as easy as buying an iPhone. I think this was just a smoke screen to cover the fact he was smoking pot. Maybe, but. So I think you know he's trying to disrupt the automotive industry. Forget about the components of the car. Forget that it's electrified. Just he's he's saying it should be as easy and and quick and enjoyable as buying an iPhone in the mall. Okay, so what's your okay. point? So well, I'm, what I'm wondering is again, 
it's possible in a complex uh, ecosystem where you have cars, car dealers, titles, banks. But our and, expert on the phone has told us that cars are a joke and they're really easy. No, he said, well, I understand the difference between a car and a fixed, but, fixed asset, like a big building somewhere. But have you ever the, tried to get mineral rights, rights on a car? Uh, you can. I think you can extract them. Or air rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but I understand that it has its level of complexity. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that was a big deal when they... When they able, when you were able to say this piece of space in the sky Above uh, has value, and um, it can be sold, it can be bought separately. Yeah, that was a very difficult concept for that was a right lot of us the to understand. Crash. Oh, okay. So okay. So okay. So Ethan so was Mark. Gonna... So Mark, I'm not saying I will. I will. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not improvable, and that there there may be a disruptor. This will be a very tough one to disrupt because there are, I would say, two or three issues, and one of them is the fungibility problem, yep. that are, are, are make it more difficult. So here's, a, I'll give you an example of what would be a total disruption. Why don't we stop doing title insurance? Well, let me, and, and just make turn, instead of a land title insurance model, why don't we use a casualty model? For example, let me explain that. Uh, I can, let's just say, for argument's sake, that there is a 10% claims rate in the business. And let's say that uh, of the 10% claims rate, meaning for one of every 10 policies has got a claim. Uh, it's good you were going to explain that because Mark would have panelized and explained it for us. Yeah, but thank I, you. I was about okay. to count yeah. my fingers so and toes. You can, you can do the math and figure out what that translates into dollars and, and what kind of reserves you need to have. Yeah. yeah. All right, now. Life sucks, uh, so let's account for it. Doable. Now let's well let's make it complicated. Of those ten uh, of those claims, the ten percent, one out of ten policies has a claim. So let's just say that three percent have a total title failure, and, and, and just probably overstating the case. Um, you can't really you can't really uh, you can monetize that, but you can't get the insured. The, the homeowner, the policy holder, to agree to to leave their house. I'm uh, and again. I'm keeping this simple. There's obviously eminent domain. I, the, the, the corollary to this is but, casualties in war are fine if it's the neighbor's kid, not if they're your own. No, but it's a, no. You're describing a very complex series of uh, stakeholders: uh -oh. city, state, Road. city, county, state, <laughs> national. You've got you know, a bunch of financial type institutions, a bunch of legal entities, buyers and sellers. Oh my God. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it, it, it cries for yeah, we got making that, but, more but then what, Well, So why don't but, you create that? If, I don't know, it? I just, I think there's, there's. You're talking to a pro and there's another pro in this room and they're both, they're throwing their hands up in despair. I don't know. It's just, it's there, interesting. I've not had this level of exposure to Mick this looks kind of very desperate. So, Maybe it's not the same so as despair. for example, there, there have been pieces of the prop. There are. I don't have an answer, by the way. Go on. Surprising. No, no. There is. We we spend. We and the other major underwriters were. We have. We. I'm going to call it research and development departments, but we do have <laughs> people who work on who who were working on things like this. But the. Uh, uh, here's a, so there are examples in in certain pieces of the processing. Here's a quick one. Uh, there was a product designed for lenders who were is issuing home equity loans. And at one point, and the home equity loans obviously are generally, um, they're secured by the real estate, but the other piece of the puzzle is the homeowner generally has some type of decent credit rating. Okay, so if I'm a major top five bank in the country and I'm doing 14 million home equity loans a year, do I really need 14 million title insurance searches? No. So there are policies of title insurance that cover those types of transactions, but each 
loan does not, and each parcel does not have its own policy. Mick, do you get you that? Know, I think it sounds like bundling. Yeah, no, I, yeah, the, no, the, I, the bundling I that preceded the market failure. You know, they don't have to insure the entire title. Entire, they just get, need to insure the amount they have at oh, risk. True, true, true. Is that right, Ethan? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but but it, it it's a. I'm just using that as an example of where there is there are some hypothetical. So you know, or just examples of things that have where the industry has been. And I hate to use the word not disrupted, but modified to reflect. Current, the the lender does not want to take over your home. He does not want to own your home right. if he's in a if he's an ex home equity loan. He's going to come after you as hard as he can, and hopefully you have, for in his sake, have other assets or other things he can grab, other than him trying mm -hmm. to foreclose your house, which takes a long process and rights right. redemption and all kinds of different. things. I want to tie together a different thread. I'm not panalyzing, but this is okay. the, the long, long, the long. Just saying that you're not panalyzing doesn't mean that you're actually oh, not that's analyzing. Not true. Yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's a, it's a not necessarily too <laughs> a true declaration. Yeah. Does this will make a panel truck? I don't know, but I was wondering about Donald no, Trump. He does this to. too. Okay, so here's my point. We've been searching for the nature of failure, and I think I have something. Uh oh. If there weren't failure, there wouldn't be anything to do. Isn't that the fundamental nature? So if we know that the reason we all have jobs and the reason that there are jobs in general is that, is that the state of the world is generally one of failure and that people one then- One of imperfection. One of imperfection and that mm -hmm. mankind strives to improve and that the, so, so, so failure is the nature of the Or insure against it in some fashion. Well, not insure against it, but literally, to, literally to in, overcome in it. Case. So failure is the natural course of, of failure, or being failed is the natural course of things. And yes. so in this case, so that, that's an important point. So we should call this success the podcast. No. No. No one will listen. By the way, I, in, in staring out the window, I'm looking at, is that E51 that's right there where yeah, Sloan is? Yeah, and Mark's showing off his knowledge no, of the no, MIT. No, 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 it's just, I'm MIT. Staring, MIT. I'm, Wait a minute. Aren't you on the board? Uh, that was not uh, the. Well, we would assume he knew E51. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm staring at, at the you know Sloan that? School of Business at MIT, and I'm, I'm saying this thinking oh, he's all, of, all of these nerds that are going to be entering class in, 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 in a couple of weeks. They want to know what failure. Figure out how to disrupt the title insurance business. Well, and, and this, this is. Going back to my point, this is why there's failure. Because they'll give okay, them something you, to do. Who do you reinsure with? Ethan. Ethan. Who do we reinsure with? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. There are, I'm, I have very limited knowledge of that, other than we do have, in uh, among the major underwriters, there are, uh, I call them reinsurance contracts, I believe, certainly on specific deals specific large transactions, but uh, I don't know. We'll just say Lloyd's of London. Yeah. They use Lloyd's of London. Let's say Lloyd's of London. Yeah. 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 Everybody they, uses that. They use them. Lloyd's of Kalamazoo. No, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, Sorry, an, it's an interesting joke. business. There's really, I think, only a couple companies that do reinsurance on title insurance. And they're the people who cover the title insurance company's butts. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll uh, say Lloyd's. So, so I thought Ethan might know this. I don't know why you put a guy on here that doesn't know I the don't know. To yeah, we failed. failed. We failed. Yeah. So I want to, I've been waiting to say this. Yeah. It's now, we've been recording the, for the second time, or not the second time, it's now 57 minutes and 47 seconds, and that means we can almost safely say you have... Failed. No, wasted yet. Well, you've wasted yet another no, hour. No. <laughs> of your life. Um, yeah, do we cheat him a how? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Also you, recording you have to Cambridge. wait 30 more seconds to get the final, final... Yeah. Tidbit you can close this up for us now. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm looking to you to come up with the final. I hope you have title insurance oh. on the fact that he's going to no. say something. I think found. that failure. We can. We have. We can safely say that we've discovered the. I we, think a fail. It's a failed ecosystem failure. that's functioning. No, the basic nature of the universe is failure, like dark energy or whatever, right? I don't know. Ethan. Entropy. It's a natural, isn't entropy the natural state? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Failure oh, and okay, entropy. Same and that's thing. a wrap. Thank you. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you later.